Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Welcome to X-Files, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. And um, today we are going to be talking about reclaiming your space after a breakup. If you are a regular listener of X-Files, then I want to thank you for your patience in me getting this out. As you will know, I was in New Zealand for about three weeks and things kind of got a bit um, wonky when it comes to my recording schedule and all of that that. So um, I dropped a couple mini episodes. Please go up in the feed and and take a look. I really enjoyed doing those. Um, but I've been really looking forward to dropping this particular episode because I know how effective and how powerful reclaiming your space can be after a breakup. And I also needed to listen to my body and not push myself too hard. Sometimes I am really ahead with uh, my re- my recording and really ahead with things. And sometimes I'm just a couple weeks out. And that's because, you know, I produce these uh, on my own and life just happens. So thank you so much. And thank you. I heard from a few of you who were following my trip in Auckland. It was really, really fun um, to get your messages. And yeah, thanks for being a little bit of a a part of my trip. I'm back in Denver now and uh, kind of loving life right now. So I don't want to be too hard on myself and push myself too hard because Um, You know, we only live once and I don't want to become overburdened by something that I love and that would be this podcast. So let's dive into it. Reclaiming your space after a breakup. As I said, this is a really effective way to move on. It's super powerful. I think that it's one of the best things that you can do with If you're to the point of acceptance from your breakup, or if you want to get to the point of acceptance about your breakup, I think reclaiming your space and making your environment all your own and creating new body memories and new brain memories is a really, really good way to to do that. And it's a really amazing way to really turn a corner. So today I want to talk about why this is, I want to talk a little bit about the science behind it, and then some practical steps that you can take to do it. I always try to give tips on X-Files 
that you can use and that you can implement in your life. So first, let's talk about my own experience with reclaiming my own space after a breakup and also during some pretty hard, uh, pretty challenging life uh, transitions. I first learned the power behind this practice during my divorce several years ago. I have always been really, really into aesthetics and pretty things. And this was a guess a bit of an issue slightly in my marriage. I struggled a bit because my husband was actually pretty disparaging about some of my preferences. And you know what? Typical thing that can come up in a marriage, you know, clashes over things like this. You know, for instance, I've always wanted a canopy over my bed. And he said he would never allow that. He just thought it was stupid and, you know, that they were meaningless and he never even let me buy one. (laughs) If you saw my apartment today, you would understand I have a very specific, sometimes over the top style. It's very, very feminine. I got, I really got to lean into what this would look like as far as decorating goes. Like I said, once I got divorced, Um, when my husband moved out, I was completely devastated, like beyond devastated, especially for the first few weeks. I would try not to be at home a lot of the time. I had three nanny jobs and a social life that I was definitely using to distract me from what was going on behind the scenes. I, if I was at home, I would, you know, binge Netflix. I would drink wine. I would have hookups. Admittedly, I slept a lot. I remember the feeling of walking in the door and that it felt really heavy. So after a few weeks, all of a sudden, I had the experience that many of you listening will either relate to or come to relate to. I hope that you will. And if you want it, you it will come. And that is a burst of energy and hope. I had longer and longer moments of being glad that I had broken up with him. I saw things for what they were. And one of the things that I saw kind of for the first time and that I got some clarity on after he left was that I hadn't really been my pure self in a long time. I hadn't even gotten to decorate the apartment that I had kind of found for us and that I had actually secured the down payment for. Some of you may not see yourselves in this aspect of my story, and I get that. Not everybody is as into decorating as as I am. But I think you will be curious about what I gained by this process and what I gained by walking and then taking the train to and from the New Jersey IKEA. (laughs) I framed photos from my post-separation photo shoot that I still have today and that are gorgeous. I decorated and I made the space new. I made the space mine. And I don't think I'd ever felt that way in that apartment. And I had lived there for a couple of years and had lots of parties and lots of good times, but I don't know that it really said Janice. So here's what I gained by reclaiming the space. First of all, I gained something to occupy my mind during my time at home. This was important. I got really distracted by the breakup and this helped distract me from that. I gained walking into the apartment and feeling happy that I was home 
and not just missing him. I gained a feeling of accomplishment. Projects are great for self-esteem. They're great for confidence. And this is really important during a breakup that you have access to those things and to those feelings. I gained excitement over bringing friends and new lovers over rather than being worried that it looked more like a man's apartment than mine and being worried that it didn't really say anything about my personality. I started having people over kind of a lot. It was, it was great. I was excited about it. I wanted to show off my apartment for really the first time. I gained a hobby of decorating that I still have to this day. And again, not all of you will turn reclaiming your space into a hobby or even want to do that, but it was significant for me. And so I wanted to share that with you. I gained something to put my attention on nurturing rather than the relationship. Nurturing and giving love to your space is so fulfilling and it really added a lot to my life to be able to do that and to put my attention on something other than just trying to make the relationship work. I also gained learning new things about myself outside of this relationship and what the true essence of me is. Decorating and making choices about your environment can help you discover things about yourself. And it, it really did that. I've always said that, you know, my two purposes in life or two of my big purposes in life are to help women. Um, I coach men and women, but I feel like I'm especially here to help women and also to make things beautiful. And while I knew that that was my purpose, I hadn't really fully embodied that in the sense that I didn't feel like even my own house was beautiful. So I really got to learn more about what that meant and lots of other things. I gained the gift of a new space that I simply didn't associate with as much with my ex. It made my healing a lot easier and a lot quicker, especially for the time that I was doing it and the time that I was living in the apartment. Some of you know, and it's really vulnerable that I do bring this up a lot, but some of you know that I did backtrack a while later and thought about getting back together with this person. I thought, as many of you can relate to, that it would, getting to back with him would solve my problems and fill the void that I had in my life. And guess what? It was only after I had left that apartment and I was staying in someone else's space with none of my things and none of my personal touch that I started to consider wanting to get back together with him. I did not feel that way at all when I was in this apartment. And the, I mean, the correlation is just so clear to me. <laughs> Have you redecorated after a breakup? What were the, some of the things that you gained? I would absolutely love to hear from you. I would like to make a little list and maybe we can revisit this topic another time. So how do you do it? I know that it can be hard to kind of think clearly after a breakup, and we've talked about breakup brain a lot on this show, and it's challenging to, to make a list and to know where to start. Even if things seem really gloomy right now, I am confident that this will help you turn a corner. So if you think that this might be something that would interest you, but you don't know where to start, I am going to give you tips about where to begin that you can execute this weekend or even today. 
So here are my tips for reclaiming your space after a breakup. Number one, look around and think about what in your space reminds you of your ex. So here we're starting with the basics. Before you get too deep into things, let's do a cleanse of the space. The, I guess, obvious place or somewhat obvious place to start was to remove items from your space that elicit a strong reaction or strong feelings that are related to your ex. This is going to be different for everyone and can, and can range from, you know, your ex's clothes to photos of the two of you, uh, souvenirs from your trips, maybe even a couch that you bought together. It could be a lot of big or small things. I suggest taking a week or so to fill into this and gather things over time. You might do it all, you know, in one fell swoop, but you can always pace this out. And you do not necessarily have to throw them away. I don't like to speak in have-tos on this show. I think ultimately a lot of you may find that that's for the best. I know for me, it's been a combination of throwing some things away, saving other things, putting them somewhere where I can't see them and then forgetting about them. If throwing things away feels like too much for you right now, I suggest put them on a box, put them in storage, let a friend have them. But I absolutely do encourage you to get them out of your living space if that's possible for you. Otherwise, chuck them somewhere where you're you're not going to see them. You're not going to see the box. Second, let's do a quick once over of the entire space when it comes to cleaning it. So we are going to clean the space from top to bottom. And listen, if some of you don't think you feel like cleaning right now, I totally get it. How thorough you are is going to be up to you and will definitely vary according to your personality or energy level, etc. But think of this, how good will, will it feel to have the space clear of them on a more molecular level? <laughs> That's a tongue twister. <laughs> or a chemical level. How good will it feel to just walk into a home that's fresher than it is right now? I like to clean more than the average person, so I won't go on about this. <laughs> so I do really encourage you, though, to consider some spring cleaning this weekend. If you're listening to this when it drops, this is a great time of year for it. Third, it's time to do a declutter. If it has been a while since you have done this, I assure you this is the time. It will feel light. You will have more space to create with. You will feel that you have accomplished something. Plus, there are benefits of decluttering that impact your well-being. It is proven. The blog post Mental Health Benefits of Decluttering on WebMD states that some of the outcomes of decluttering include better focus, better relationships, more focus, and an improved lifestyle. These are all things that could really come in handy after a breakup. And it also makes for a really great weekend project. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'm going to share four more tips for reclaiming your space after a breakup. See you shortly. 
Nothing shatters your life like a breakup, and the pain of a broken heart is real. I know that it seems impossible right now, but there is hope, and there are ways to heal. I would love to work with you one-on-one to heal your broken heart and put your breakup behind you. My personalized coaching programs are designed to pinpoint what will be most effective in helping you to move forward and make this breakup a part of your past. I believe in you. Message me at xfilespodcast at gmail.com or on Instagram at xfilespodcast and let's connect about creating a magical plan of action for you to enter 2023 with this breakup in your rearview mirror. All right, welcome back. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling super revved up. So let's keep on going. Reclaiming your space after a breakup. Number five, consider a cleansing ritual. Please go and check out episode 29 about breakup rituals. The rituals that we talk about in that episode are more related to releasing an ex than reclaiming your space. But it is a really good introduction to planning rituals and the power of them and how to go about creating your own. A ritual is a good way to reclaim your space after a breakup because it symbolically removes your ex energetically and replaces it with the energy of the intention you are setting with all of these actions. So as far as where to start with creating a ritual that is related to reclaiming your space or making your space new, here are a few ideas. First of all, there's lots of things that you can do that are related to windows. Some of you may be familiar with the idea that windows are the soul of a home. So there's various things that you can do there. Perhaps even making sure just the window sills are clear and then putting some beautiful plants or something there that reminds you of your new life. That could be something. You could create your own ceremony that you do some night. There are so many ways to do this. And it's something that I actually work with some of my breakup coaching clients on. So if you would like to work together to create a ritual for reclaiming your space or getting your ex out of your space, please get in touch. I would love to uh, work with you on that. There's various ways that you can cleanse with different types of herbs. There's lots of information about this online and in witchcraft books, which I have several of. And this could be something that some of you may really, really get into. And another ritual, create your own cleaning supplies that might not seem intuitive to you or might not seem like a real real place to start. But, you know, there's lots of power when we... A lot of power is activated when we create something for our home and then use it to make it more beautiful or more clean. And that could be actually something that you find you enjoy and that when you clean, there's more meaning behind it. Um, I know once a month, roughly, when I'm doing a deep clean of my apartment... I use frozen lemon skins. I eat a lot of lemons through the week and I keep them afterwards in a bag in the freezer. And then I put those into water about once a month and mop with that. And it really infuses my space with love. It makes me feel very thankful for my space and it makes me happier to be there. And I would definitely say that that's a cleansing ritual that I do pretty often. 
So enough about cleaning, <laughs> but I do encourage you to think about a ritual. Let's talk about bedding. All right, we've cleansed the space. We've done a ritual. We've started to remove your ex from your surroundings. So what now? The next few tips are about things to add. One of the very best ways to redecorate after a breakup that will have you waking up and then going to bed each day and each night with something other than your ex on your mind is replacing your bedding. Now, to start with, if you are listening to this episode and you haven't washed your bedding since the breakup, now is the time to do it. Or as soon as you're done with this episode, it's time to start fresh. Rid yourself of the past and start a new habit of out with the old and in with the new. Go and do it now. <laughs> Next, think long and hard about what you want your bedroom to represent. Or what do you want coming into your bedroom to represent? For me, my bedroom is an escape. I try pretty hard to just use it either for sleeping or sex. I want to feel comfort in my bedroom. I want to feel fantasy. You know, this is the place where I set the stage for my day. This is the place where I unplug. And yes, this is where I have many of my sexual encounters. I know last year I felt that something was really lacking from this space of mine. I've spent a lot of focus since I moved into this apartment on the, on the living room and the kitchen and my workspace. I did some reflection and it came to me in one of my meditations actually that I wanted to bring in some princess vibes into the bedroom. And that's not necessarily because this is the energy I want to embody in my life, though I do think there's some princess vibes that I, I do. But I think when I think of a you know princess bedroom, I think of pastels, I think of soft fabrics, I think of fairy lights, abundance, that type of thing. So I've slowly been adding things or replacing things in my bedroom to create that theme. And it's something that I've taken on as a year-long project and something that's actually on my vision board for 2023. And um, yeah, keep your eyes on my social media channels as you know I'll probably be dropping some more photos there. My challenge to you is to think about what type of vibe you want to create in your bedroom. And then you know get on Amazon today and look for a brand new bed set to represent that. I don't know if you know that on Amazon, you can create various lists. So create, you know, a bedroom list and add things to that that you'd like to purchase while you're in this process. I think that you'll have a lot of fun with this. Um, you know, maybe if you let yourself. And again, maybe it's not your thing. Um, but once you do this process, you will wake up each morning surrounded by something new, something that is beautiful, and will remind you of what you are creating with this next chapter in life. Now, slightly along the same lines is how you make your bed. Another way to reclaim your space as a newly single person is with a little life hack that also involves your bedding. Each month, I do live coaching for Ella Global Community, an online community for queer women and non-binary individuals. A few months ago, one of their moderators shared a great tip for making your space single, and that is to rearrange the pillows on your bed. It's simple, but I thought it was brilliant. I don't know about you, but for my entire life, I've organized my pillows in rows of two. 
And yeah, I don't know why we do this, but, you know, it doesn't really make, you know, all that much sense as a single person. Um, and even if it does, I still think that this hack may help you. So instead of just, you know, a couple rows of two, create three rows of pillows. The first is going to be a row with either three or four pillows. The next will be a row of either three or two. And the last will be either two or one. And yeah, this may mean that you're going to go and order more pillows, but you know, that's part of the point here. So, <laughs> and you know, maybe one of the pillows that you get can be something with a cute quote or a color that represents this new chapter of your life or the vibe that we were talking about with the last tip. Whatever it is, the goal is that the row of pillows that's on your bed or on your mattress is not just a row of two. And that's partially because you know, there's so much more happening in your bedroom space than a relationship with someone else or a relationship that's with someone who's sleeping next to you. I absolutely love seeing the photos my clients send me of their new bed sets. This is a process that I go through with a lot of people in the beginning of our coaching relationship. And if you have one, I'd love you to send it to me on Instagram. Next plants. Let's talk about houseplants. One of the easiest ways to freshen up a space is to add plants. I consider myself a crazy plant lady. And I mean, I have tons of houseplants. Some of you may have seen them on my Instagram. Um, and in fact, I'll go in today and post more. And I also know the benefits um, and how my life has been blessed by having houseplants around me. When I first moved to Colorado four years ago, I, I was in a bit of a funk. Like I was excited about life and I was having a lot of success rebuilding things from scratch after living overseas for so many years, but I wasn't really excited about interacting with other people. I felt that I had been a bit burned in the last two years leading up to leaving Australia. And I don't know if anyone can relate, but I was in this phase of my life where I associated other people with, with heartbreak. And one of the things that helped me to become more enthusiastic about life and want to spend time with other people again was learning about houseplants and then filling my space with them. I started small and then added here and there. I actually still have, and I'm looking at them now, I still have the first two houseplants that I bought. They both started so small. I got one from Trader Joe's that it was probably about three inches tall when I got it. And now it's one of my longest and biggest houseplants. And it has these beautiful fuchsia flowers that bloom every spring. And I've just been loving it this year, especially. They also show me, and you might totally learn this if you get into this, seeing your plants grow over time, it's a really poignant reminder of how far you've come. I know that that's definitely what I think when I see my bigger ones that I've had for a number of years. Healthline.com has a great post called Seven Science-Backed Benefits of Houseplants. <laughs> and the benefits that they identify are especially useful when healing from a breakup. They include lower stress levels, decreased levels of depression and anxiety in people suffering with those conditions, boosted pro productivity. That is really important right now, especially if you're suffering from breakup brain. 
and even improved work satisfaction. I work from home and I can attest to the fact that being surrounded by plants is very useful in how I feel about the various roles that I perform professionally. And this is just something that I've noticed for myself. Having something low maintenance to care for is a really great way for increasing confidence and self-love. So head to the nursery this week and pick out one or two. I find that the ones I buy in plant shops and nurseries are a lot healthier and last a lot longer than the ones I get in big box stores. And there's various reasons for that, including the fact that they get watered properly before you buy them. But you know, whatever works for you. And I'd love to know what you find. And if you think that this works for helping your healing. I have one more tip for reclaiming your space after a breakup. And that is new kitchen stuff. One way to reclaim and refreshing your space is to get a few new things for the kitchen or your dining area, wherever you're preparing or eating your meals. Preparing meals can be so challenging after a breakup. And, you know, it can get, it could be really useful to get into new health habits during this time. I know that cooking and being in the kitchen can be really triggering for some people after a breakup. I mean, personally, I've never gotten really at all into cooking since getting divorced. It's not really something I enjoy. To be honest, um, I wish it was in some ways. It's not something that I get into the way that some of my friends do, like at all. I made soup for friends, um, for a Friendsgiving party that I had. And (laughs) I actually had to delegate it out because I was just really not enjoying that process at all. However, I can still find enjoyment and, you know, preparing a simple meal for myself, um, which is something that I really never thought I'd be able to do. For the longest time, I bought prepackaged stuff. I did eat very healthy, but it was always things that I could kind of just open up and and eat. And, you know, now I, I enjoy making a salad or a sandwich or something that's that's nice and fresh. I really enjoy having fresh food these days. I have a table with some nice chairs and a really great view where I eat when I'm having my solo meals. I have various gadgets that make cooking and preparing food easy and fun. And my goal is just basically to make it as pleasurable as possible. And I know that this may not work for everybody, but if it gets you at all curious, again, head to Amazon and pick out a few things and reclaim the kitchen for you. All right. Well, that was in the end nine tips. Ah, I wish I had one more so I could make it an even 10, but (laughs) I think we're good for the day. What did you think of my tips? Which ones make you the most curious or the most turned on? Please send me an Instagram message and let me know. And just a note to my current followers, I know things have been slow on both of the feeds over the past month. And as I already mentioned, this is because I was overseas for almost three weeks. And what I didn't mention is I was also in the middle of planning a very large event for the ex-Mormon community here in Colorado. So between the two, my attention, you know, can only be spread so thin. But I appreciate your ongoing patience and your support. And I look forward to getting back there regularly as I love to hang out with you on Instagram. I also love to hang out with everybody in my Facebook group. That's Breakups, Broken Hearts, and Moving On. You can come over there and join. 
And you can message me on Instagram or Facebook if you would like information on breakup coaching. Guess what? I'm going to be coming out with a new website soon and directing you there. It'll become easier and easier to work with me. And of course, if you have found this episode inspiring or helpful, please let me know by leaving me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really does mean the world to me. And with that, I think I'm going to go and tidy my own space here, maybe take the Swiffer around, (laughs) and I am sending you strength for the week ahead. I'll be seeing you soon. Thank you for listening to X-Files Podcast. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message through the X-Files Instagram account, and I will personally be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.